When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Show your Dubland Podcast up your ear holes. Do you want to try your mic? Hello. Hi. Hey. Do you remember that song? Who was it sang that song? It wasn't Anya. Oh, Aranoko, no. No, 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 no. It was like that. Hi, 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 Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the one I'm talking about. I don't know. It was a bit of a roar of that fella. We know Belter. Bits of me are still falling apart, so. Why, what's wrong with you? Why, is this still from the allergic reaction that you had to your own head? Yeah. My lips are still in an absolute ball and then I bit my lip yesterday. So my lips are just still in a jocker. The rest of me is actually getting better. The rest of you? Well, what was, I didn't know there was problems with the rest of you. I thought generally you were doing no, all right. No, it's just my head. Like. Oh, just their head, yeah. The whole head, the allergy of your own head, yeah. yeah. It's a fucking hell of a thing. On my hands. It's on my hands as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're in great form today anyway, that's for sure. Look at you. You're all bouncing around the place. Do I look in bad form? <laughs> Do I? You look like you're in no mood for my shite today. That's what you look like. I'm constantly... Trying to put in fucking stump on my lips. I'm hardly like <laughs> lip balm. Right. Have we, a might nana. Get, we might get the actual episode number right this week. Nineteen. No, 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 nineteen. Number. No, 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 nineteen. Do you remember that song, Paul yeah. Hardcastle? Uh, Vietnam. The average soldier's age was nineteen. No, 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 nineteen. He just gave really depressing facts. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Can we play that a little bit no. in and out this week? Yeah. A little bit of Paul Hardcastle. Was that that was a different song to the Cabbage Head one or Camouflage? Wasn't it? I don't it? know what you're talking Remember? about. Now. Whoa, Camouflage! I sure was glad to meet that big marine. No, 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 19. Uh, uh, I have to eat a banana at some stage during the podcast, so I'll apologise in advance for the noises that will be coming from my nasal area as I need to amazing. breathe heavily when I'm eating bananas. Um, I talked about the Dublin podcast on midday. Oh, dear, yes, with the ladies. I was talking about the Dublin podcast because she slags me because I don't really ever leave Dublin. My geographical knowledge, A, is terrible. And um, in a way to prove that this was wrong, I said, no, I have a great podcast with PJ Gallagher, the comedian, and he teaches me animal facts. And then in the pressure <laughs> in the pressure of talking about the animal facts, I gave an incorrect animal fact. Oh, for God's sake, you let me down then. Don't be giving incorrect animal facts. I said, monkeys, or I said elephants have no knees, but I think elephants have no kneecaps. All the panellists were just sitting there looking at me going... Alison Kirsch is from Today FM, who's like such a well-read, educated, amazing person. <laughs> just looked at me and she's just so nice, but you could see her going, does she have some type of carer to bring her home? Yeah. You don't be going don't be going solo on the animal facts. No, I won't. I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. It'd be like me going solo on stuff that you know about. It would be weird. Very little. Well, no, there's a lot. Like, for instance, that stuff you're putting on your lips. Imagine me talking about the stuff that you're putting on your lips Vaseline. there. Vaseline. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about Vaseline. Oh, thank God I don't know anything about Vaseline. You know, I've never had a use for Vaseline. I don't know if that's kind of pathetic or it's kind of uh, something to celebrate, but I've never used Vaseline for anything. 
I think I tried to uh, do a hinge of a door with it once, but it was, didn't work. I just put a gunge down the side of it. Yeah, no. That bad. It's for your bottom. That's what Vaseline Everybody knows Vaseline's for the bottom. That's really its only use, wasn't for it? For what? To enable anal. It was enable an anal enabler. That's why they came up with the whole idea of Vaseline. Why would you need something that slippy and yet that durable for anything else in your life? Because my lips are really, really dry. And like that, you said it's not good for them. You don't do it, but it's great for the behind. Yeah, if you were, it's what it was used for for years. For years, come on, don't be looking at me like you've never heard this before. I you have... walk into someone's house with a tub of Vaseline and you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, we well, you know what you are up to. <laughs> That's what people have always thought of Vaseline. Yeah, no, no I have never. When I look at Vaseline, my last—I'd never come actually into my train of thought. You're a liar! Like, I swear! You're a liar! Definitely. <laughs> It's the anal enabler. It's what it is. It's what it's been. It was created for that. It's one of those things they think of a name for, and they can't. They go, "Look, we're not going to be able to sell this as slippy bum, um, as a, bu- a slippy bum <laughs> sauce." Stop putting it on. Now, can't use know. this as slippy bum sauce. We we can use it as that, but we can't market it as that. So they come up with an idea. What's Vaseline actually for? You know, when you buy those tubs of Vaseline, the huge tubs. You know, the ones you could dip a cat in. Like, why else would you buy one of those if it wasn't a slippy? Give yourself a slippy if, bottom. Like if I think it's for like chapped. Places of your body. How many chap places? Have you seen the large tub of Vaseline? You get you get four fucking bananas into it. How many? How much chapped parts of your body would you need to be justifying one of them? Stop putting me off my Vaseline, will you? I'm not putting you off. It's you might put you on it. You never know. There's nothing wrong with a, nothing wrong with a bit of Vaseline in the bottom. I'd say if it was your thing. As I said earlier, I've never used it. Uh, I wouldn't have. Never... Somebody doth protest it too much, I think. <laughs> I'm not protesting. I'm pu- fully in support of Slippy Bottoms, if that's your thing. I'm all for Slippy Bottoms. Anyway, that's enough for Slippy Bottom talk. That's terrible. How do we start on that? I don't of all know. Things I was to start talking on. about Vaseline and you just went down an anal route. Yeah. Do you, you ever see... Oh, that's a question I have for you now. This oh, is God. an animal fact of, of sorts. I won't get into it just yet. But you know the way you see two dogs and they'd be having a go off each other? Do you ever see two dogs and... and <laughs> People always stopped them. Why? Why do you stop dogs uh, having to go off each other? I've never understood. You know, like you'd be in your so and you, it's always a wave newspaper. Up you, you dirty thing! Wait, right. or the dog would be humping a cushion or something. Cushion has no way of saying no. Yeah, of course. So you're just protecting it, but the other dog—it's not conscious. Like, although, can you imagine if you were like mid-ride and someone and someone came out of a newspaper and was like, threw a glass of water over you. Or something like that. I've never understood. Leave them at it. They're not, they're, you know, morality is slightly different. You know what I mean? They're just dogs having to ride. But for some reason, people... Why, get... Delilah and Wendy just go around randomly riding people? No, they're two girls. Oh, okay. uh, I'm not sure if there's such a thing as a lesbian dog. I actually yeah, don't is. know, to be honest. Uh, but um, no, just when you see dogs just going at each other. Lady dog, boy dog, and they're having an L, like an L bit of hoop. But they both seem to be enjoying themselves. They don't know. They don't have a private room. They don't have a bed. They don't, you know, nod off together, give each other the wink and the nod. They have, They feel like they're in the mood. They stab a mount and everybody loses their shit. I've never understood why you stopped them. Just leave them at it. You know what boy dogs, when you take, do you take their balls away? You take the balls off them, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. So when they do, you take the balls off the dog, do they not want to ride anymore? Do they lose oh, their they libido? Do. No, they still want to ride. Yeah, they don't know the balls are gone. That's so one just thing nothing happens? Uh, no, it happens and all. It's just they can't. No, I mean as in like they don't... They don't empty the balls, yeah. yeah. They, don't, they can't empty the balls because yeah, the, balls no are, balls, the balls, balls are somewhere else. Yeah, they're uh, in but a they, jar. Yeah, they still get the same sensations. Now oh, the okay. little lipstick comes out uh, and they go and they sort of chase after the lady dog with the little lipstick. And the lady dog is either receptive or irreceptive to the lipstick. And then um, they do their thing. And I don't know why people... I remember... I mean, that's I, safe sex. It is safe sex, yeah. That's my problem. That's my problem. It's not like you're going to have puppies all over the place. There's not even a set of balls. Leave them at it. 
Leave that man. Next time your dog is having a ride in front of the visitors in the house, don't ask the visitor to leave. That's what you should do. You know, if you're going to be embarrassed, the dog lives there. So just say, sorry, the dog is having a good time. Would you mind coming down to the kitchen with me? They're busy. We don't I, want to be interfering. It's, but I think that's that's on par with, you know, when if you're sitting in the sitting room with like your mom or whatever and then something comes on the telly, that's a bit rude. Do you know, like yeah. if someone starts riding on telly, it's it's with a dog at least you can hit them with a the paper. But if your mom's sitting in the room, you have to sit there going, yeah. "So, so uh, Mary at the shops there the other day." What? I know. It's like when you're a kid. You know, the first time you get caught drinking as a kid, and you're sitting there, and every fucking ad is Bacardi Breezer or Budweiser. Brought to you by the Clydesdale Horses of Doom. You're there, Jesus Christ! Fucking then the Guinness fucker on the surfboard. You're like, ah. Oh, Fuck's sake. They know. Yeah, they, they know, know, they know. Yeah, they caught you. You're, you're sitting there, that's a heart, stained silence, that stained silence where your dad just hates looking at things. People riding and all, your dad's there. <clears throat> the, battery, the battery's gone out of the remote control. Leave, leave the, the riding on the telly. Leave the matter. For fuck's sake, leave the matter. I learned a bit about ostriches this week, actually. Is that your animal facts? Do you know something? Animal facts, animal facts, I got those animal facts. Animal facts. <laughs> Animal facts, I got those animal facts, yeah! Woo! Yeah, I learned a bit about ostriches. By pure fluke, I was chatting to a man. Uh, there's ostriches in Ireland. I never knew there was ostriches there's in Ireland. There's an ostrich Ireland. farm in Ireland. I never knew this. I knew that. I never, ever... an animal fact. Ever knew it, yeah. Fellas, it down in Waterford or Wexford yeah. or somewhere. And apparently, uh, an ostrich, uh, they can run faster than a horse, right? Yep. But that's not the big deal. No. A male ostrich roars like a lion. So a lot of people around Wexford and Waterford, they hear these ostriches and they go like, it's like a roar. They roar like a lion and you look at it, it's like a fucking grown up pigeon. I wonder, how would you, like that's apparently, so a lot of people like our old Ireland, you know, you get the old superstition that creeps in. They think they're hearing banshees and shit. But what it is, it's a fucking ostrich running around the field. No, banshees wail, don't they? They yeah, sound man. more like um, cats being strangled as a banshee. Everybody who has like a granny or knows somebody from the country never really exclusively happened in Dublin. It always happened through someone's oh, relative in Kerry yeah. Cork. They all all heard about a banshee bringing the news of death. Someone put the shits up me years ago and said, like when I was a kid and said that the banshee follows the O'Cahans, which is Cain. I'm Nee Cahan, obviously, because I'm female. But uh, that they follow the Cahan family, so the Cain family. So then, and then I think my brothers told me that when my granddad died, that my grandma was in the kitchen and the, and the banshee she knocked twice on the door and that the comb was found in my granny's back garden so any visits then to go and see my grandma I was pretty much trying to wriggle my way out of those Jay, of course you were shitting myself there was no fear when you were a kid like the banshee fear that was the one I remember it I remember the fear shitting yourself you go down to your cousins who live on the fucking sticks and it's as dark down in there like when Can't you go to the it. farms it's so dark it's like putting your two hands over your eyes that's how dark yeah. it is it's that dark and your cousins will be there with their weird voices of doom and spoken and then there'll always be a banshee and the headless horseman does come out of the ground and the headless horseman he chase you and then when you hear the banshee it means everybody your family's going to die and then you realise what the banshee actually is just fucking hell ones that go to funerals all the time whalers whalers They're that's all mourners. it is yeah. but, but I do I shit ones. myself because G- I believe that they would see you went to the country I had absolutely no relatives outside Dublin whatsoever so we didn't visit anybody the furthest we went was Court Town which is just basically Dublin, Dublin travelled to Court Town for the yeah. summer months wrecked it and then came back yeah. <laughs> um, but I believed that the banshee was going to turn up in a random estate in Dublin at the back of my house because there was trees there. So therefore, that's where she lived. So didn't like sleeping in my brother's room. If you know your visitors, you all get moved around. So I didn't ever want to sleep in the back room for fear of the banshee. And just general waking up in the middle of the night for her to catch shit in yourself. Yeah. Going, 
I, that's the brilliant thing about being Irish growing up, though. It's like, you know, your parents give you a bedtime story, and it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. Do you want to hear a story? No! Okay. Jesus Christ, not another one. Fucking hell. Don't fall all... off a horse. Don't fall Fuck. off a horse. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Oh, your bollocks, you fall off a horse. You break a mirror, seven years, bad luck. Uh, you, everything, like all these horrible stories, all these stories, your dad would tell you, and your uncles and your aunties, and me granny. I remember me granny telling me about a story of a, like, a woman who was cheated on by her husband, and the husband uh, was walking by the graveyard one day after the other woman died, and she found out after, then jumped out of the grave and dragged him down into the grave with her, and I was like, ah, oh, here. And she's telling this to a young fellow. Oh, of course I believed it, Jeff. Why wouldn't I? She was an adult. The <laughs> children of Lear. Terrifying. You'll turn into swans, you'll turn into stone, you'll always turn into something, or if you fall on the ground, you die. Yeah. And Jason Bourne, I met or him yesterday, and Jason Bourne told his kids that Jerry Adams, his teeth grow when he tells lies. And that's why he talks like that. That's why he talks like that. That's very good, to be fair. I like that a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. I just realised the parking is up on my car. Oh, is it? So what do you do? Can you text that or what do you do? Or do you have no, to go? I have to go out and do it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus. I better go and do it though, hadn't I? Because You better because they'll clamp you in a heartbeat. They're bastards. We've already had around the fucking <laughs> okay, bastards. Okay, have your banana and I'll go and I'm do it. I'm going to peel me banana. Will I leave you recording? You can leave me recording if you like, yeah. but I'm obviously, it'll be ages around. You'll be gone for how long? About 20 minutes. Are you insane? I'm just going to put money in my car. Oh, for fuck me fucking banana now. You can't even peel a banana. It's not ripe. Oh, look. It's You know when you peel a banana there's still skin left on it? Do you ever do that? Still How fucking skin. Because it's not ripe. It's these fucking bananas that interfere with them. You know, by the way, Ireland is the biggest uh, exporter of bananas in uh, the world. Did you know that? We're not growing them. We're sneaky little shits. We get the, you know, Chiquitas. Yeah. Chiquitas is all Irish. No way. Yeah. So that's why it's a Dublin thing. Your man's going, fucking Chiquitas. You know when someone's going bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's all Irish. So we export, they all for some reason land into into Dublin. And we eat our bananas. We all the bananas. They go all the way around the world after that. After here. We're the biggest export of bananas. Pack of chimpy. Huh? What? Hmm. Oh, no, it's all fucking hard. It's got that... Uh, nothing worse than hard banana. Fucking hard banana. Oh, God. That must be what it's like. <laughs> what are you doing? Listening to Paul Hardcastle while you were gone doing your car. I got a space. Uh, I wasn't really sure what was going on. I wasn't really sure what was going on. What was I looking... There's was no... You're talking about bananas. Can I tell you a bit of a confession this week? Oh, gee. Well, yeah, yeah, go on. So, you know, my fear is that, like, I'm turning into an L one. I know, yeah. Like, I really am turning into an L one. You're well, not turning into an L no, one. You're just a ma. Whole, yeah, whole fire. Because what I did this weekend was, like, the epitome of the laughter. And I'm still, I'm still reeling. I'm still reeling from it. Right, go on. So, uh, Joey had football on Sunday so he was playing so he plays for St. Jude's and they were playing Ballyboden St. Enders so the only way I can kind of describe it if you're into if you don't know anything about Dublin GAA if you don't know about GAA in general um, it's it's a derby so it's essentially Everton Liverpool because we like all that separates Ballyboden St. Enders and St. Jude's is a roundabout yeah so it's a big local battle royal yeah, yeah. but Ballyboden St. Enders are in the AIB club final like all Ireland final. Anyway, their midfielder is a, is a gentleman who plays for Dublin by the name of Michael Darren McCauley. He's an all-star footballer. He's an yes. award-winning, I would say questionably one of the best midfielders 
that Dublin football has ever seen and within Ireland ah, in he's general, one of the best in the country in the at the country. minute yeah. no doubt about it I mean he's consistently getting a spot on a team where it's almost impossible to hold your position because the panel's so strong and therein lies where I'm absolutely mortified I kind of know him through Joey and I've met him a good couple of times let me give you this in premiership terms it's like talking to Fabregas, basically. He's he's off that level, right? <laughs> so we're coming off the pitch and I said hi to him because they have this big match coming up. He's like, hey, Susie, how's it going? I was like, Grant, how you doing? Best of luck. Are you all sorted? Best of luck in the match. I think he's going to win it. He was saying the bookies don't think so. I was like, fuck the bookies. That was Grant. To which then... I imparted a few words of wisdom and I'm still embarrassed. Oh, no. I said to him... The thing about it is, Michael Dara, Macaulay is that you are an acceptable football player. Like, you're such a good football player, but your discipline at club level oh, you is extremely bad. You didn't give like, him a lecture. At Dublin level, I was like, oh, you're, you you're... fucking didn't. What is this fucking thing? Why did you do that? I went mad. I did, went yeah. completely all mad on it. I was like, like your discipline at club level, Michael oh, Tyra, is God. so bad. And that could go against you on All-Ireland like, Day. You where... don't want that to... I have no business... Don't make it worse. Where did you think that was going to get you? Like, where did you honestly think that was going to get you? Like, did you... Uh, what What was your foreseeable... You like Joey now. Yeah, what was your foreseeable series of events that you thought that was a good... Did you imagine him winning the tr- winning the cup and then at the end, he's... Uh, whoa, 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 everybody. Stadium of people. I want a moment to thank Suzanne Kane for randomly stopping me. The mammy on the field and putting me right because up until that point, even though I'd read about it in newspapers, even though I'd seen commentators say it in the television, even though I've had my manager on the Dublin panel say no, it to me over and Dublin over level, again. At Dublin level, his discipline is very good. It's in hand. <laughs> uh, what I was saying was, at Dublin level, your discipline is in ah. hand, but at club level, Dara, Michael Dara McCauley, you need to get it in check. And God bless him. He actually entertained me. Of course he, went, he did. Because he didn't know what to say. He's such a lovely person. And he went, I know, he goes, I was pissed off because that ref today really wrecked my head. He goes, I was a real whinge today. I knew I was in too deep. So then I just went, how are you getting on? You're back, you're teaching, are you? How are you getting on with school? <laughs> I just, Christ. oh, PJ, I'm still, it's it's essentially some randomer going up to Cesc Fabregas going, Cesc a word. Yeah, about, about throwing yourself like that's that's the only way I can make a comparable. I don't know. I, I have one similar. I'm to that. still cringing. I was on the late late show one night, right? I was on the late late show. My friend Liam, who's uh, the director of Naked Camera and everything, was with me. Yeah. Uh, so it was a big night for us. It was, I think, it was our first ever late late appearance. Uh, so if you don't know, if you're not from Ireland, that's the biggest talk show we have in the country, right? It's the mecca. It's our, yeah. It's a, it's like an institution. Everybody moans about it, but everybody fucking Everyone watches, watches it. it. So what are you gonna do? Uh, so the late late show's on. I'm on uh, this night, and I'm on with Tommy Hilfiger. Himself, right? So it's me and Tommy Hilfiger, and I can't remember who else was on. Probably some lad that survived an ashtray accident. I don't fucking know. And three of us are on, and my friend's wife, who's there with him, goes up to Tommy Hilfiger and says, uh, I'm after buying a pair of jeans for my husband out of your shop, and they ripped on the pocket to Tommy Hilfiger. As if he's anything to do with the shop up in Dame Street or O'Connell Street or where the fuck it is. And he, he just, he was like, excuse me, pardon? He said, yeah, look, the pocket ripped. He only had it a couple of weeks and he was keeping his keys in it and it's after putting a hole through the back of the pocket. And in fairness to him, he says, well, bring him back to the shop. I tell and, them I sent you. Yeah, and that's what she goes. And when I just say, Tommy said it was all right or what will I do? Or do I need to get a note? <laughs> 
a note. So awkward. Because there's no receipt. So you like to say, like, so it was kind of like, ask Tommy to write him a note. I was like, I couldn't believe it. It's like, you know when you bring somebody somewhere and you go, I've made a terrible mistake. I've made a terrible mistake. I'm now standing in the middle of this with a big it's red me. face on me. So, and then like, she goes away and I was like, what do I say to Tommy Hilfiger when I'm on my own? <laughs> you will. Um, about those jeans. About them jeans. Mad, mad whore, isn't she? Off a rocker, that one. She's a ma. I don't, she, yeah, she's she doesn't a ma. know any better. I didn't say it to Michael Darren McCauley in any way of a preachy way. Yeah. I said it like a ma. <laughs> you sound like one of those people. I get people coming up to me at that time. Oh, come here. You know what you are? You're a very good comedian. You're a very cool comedian. You should try and do something on the cruise ships. And it's the most <laughs> backhanded compliment. It's the most backhanded. Co- Would you never think of doing something on the cruise ships? You and Sonny Knowles. And yeah, so or you could get a great job doing supports to a magician. You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off! Just fucking leave me alone. I didn't want to talk. And uh, one thing I've learned, and I bet you those lads get it as well, is you never let anyone buy you a drink. Do you want a pint? Ne- no, no, never. Because when they buy you a pint, you owe them at the very least the length of that pint and the one you have to buy them back after, which yeah. is at least an hour of your That's life. Lethal. At least an hour of your life of listening to them telling you how you could improve yourself. It is a fucking nightmare. People go, you did a joke there, I didn't like it. So now that I did like, I mean, my flight's that. Now, I don't like the thing you do the way you do that. You're like, oh, somebody please set fire to my face. Think about those people that come up to you at those gigs as well. Is they, It's like they tell you jokes that you, they're not jokes you should tell anybody. Like, not jokes you should tell. It's like, here's a joke for you. You can use this joke, right? A black man and a goat were going up on Connell Street. You're like, oh, no, please. Please don't tell me this joke. No, no, seriously, you like it. I won't. I promise you I won't like it. You will, you will. Right? And they find a beach ball, right? You're like, ah! <laughs> Somebody just killed me in the face. I just wanted to be killed to death so many times. And I'll suffer an idiot. Like, I'll sit there suffering an idiot. And then take it out on somebody completely that I shouldn't take it out on. Like, I'll sit there all the day listening to this nonsense. And then my friend will ring me and go, how are you getting on? It's fucking hard. I'm, I wish I'd do anything to get out of here. And then I walk straight back in and I have another one for you. A Japanese man and a homosexual oh, no. were in a van. I'm like, ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, here, I have to have, have a little bit of a rant. I'm on uh... one. I'm on one. The health and safety... Lunatics! Every week they give us some material that pisses me off. I it's like week after this. week. It's like an onslaught of of trying to get us all to wear. I swear to fucking god, they're gonna. There's somebody out there who thinks we should be wearing hip braces and knee pads going for a shit. Uh, wearing helmets at our desk. It's getting fucking ridiculous. They have now banned Dublin bus drivers from listening to music, from listening to the radio while they're driving around on their routes. That's a, this is a thing. This is a fucking thing now. Music is fucking dangerous now. Listen to so, listen to something that stops you falling the fuck asleep while you're driving a hundred people around. A busy city is now dangerous. It's wrong. Oh, stop. Has to be stopped. You can't have bus drivers enjoying their day's work. God forbid. God forbid. You know what I mean? A taxi man, he's allowed to listen to fucking techno rave and if you're sitting in the boot. But a, but a bus driver? No. Bus driver is not allowed to enjoy his day's work. We are not allowing you to enjoy the radio. Absolutely. What sort of... What sort of prick for a brain has come up with this one? Honest I think to it's, Jesus. Obviously, it's obviously Dublin bus, wasn't it? Who, yeah. who they came up with it. But it's it's kind of been implemented for quite a while. Except the lads and the ladies driving the buses around Dublin. Yeah. Um, I have it on. It all came because <laughs> there's a, du- a Dublin bus man, which is brilliant, driving his bus and he was having such a great time. He missed three stops. Yeah. 
and then they made a complaint and now it's all it's it's escalation. I know so I heard them on Joe Duffy about So it here's where we go then. This is the way we, this is the way health and safety shit goes now. We don't say, Here well get off at the stop here, get on the fucking bus stop across the road and go back to where you wanted, maybe give the pe- the the bus person a piece of your mind. No, no, no. Um, I, I, I want to stop everybody enjoying their bus stop. That's it. I'm out to get all busmen. All busmen are not allowed to listen to that. It's, I can't fathom it. I can't get my head around it. I can't get my head. Every Crazy. time, in solidarity with the busmen of Ireland, every time I get in the bus, which is once a week because I get drunk in town, I'm going to get on the bus, not wear my headphones, and sit next to him with my fucking iPhone blaring music in his head. I'm going to blare it into what his head. Into? What do you like? What's your favourite music? Tell me. At the moment, I'm listening to Macklemore. No, I'm saying for him. Oh yeah, Stand beside on Apple Music. Any requests? Yeah, what? Any requests what there, do you boss? Hear? Yeah. In fact, no, no, I w- no, 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 I'm asking the people of Dublin to do this with me. I'm asking. I'm putting it out there. All of us. Send we get us your on. videos and your we, pictures of you doing it. Yes, yeah. We get on. We pick a radio station between us, communally on the bottom deck of the bus. We turn it on in the app. It all is on at the same time. We should do. You should do this on. Thank you to Four FM for the studios. But you should do this on your breakfast show. You should. You should. This is like an unbelievable idea. Yeah, we turn it all Although, at the I same don't want them the time. Right. This great idea. Every single person that gets onto the bus is asked to put the app on their phone as well. So as people get off and people get on, the radio is hopping all the time. Whatever channel, we've all chosen the same channel. And then the bus man, he's not responsible. He gets to listen to music and the health and safety people can go and squirrel on their own smartphone for all I care. I mean, support your local bus man. Great dear, idea. oh dear, God, oh God, holy shit almighty. Do you know, remember when you're like... <laughs> And you can have a radio on your car and drive your kids around. But yeah. you can't drive adults around who will have a bus pass. And your kids Remember, are way more annoying in the back of the car. Big time. Like, other than the, the night links. The night links are very annoying. Of course. But like you said as well about the cars and the mammies. That, that is more dangerous. That yeah. is more dangerous. Well, there's a campaign around and us because we you, look back. And, cause, and the smacking. Remember when you were in the back seat of the car and your mad turned around and go, oh, if you're, damn it, shut up, I got it, Fucking dinner, dinner. And your legs will be in there trying not to get smacked. And there'll be machines going up. The same song on repeat, on loop, over and over again. I love you. You love me. Mommy wants to kill us both because we're both little big shot pains in the hole. That's dangerous. That's when you get mad. A lad listening to Macklemore going on his bus. No harm done. No harm done. In fairness, on that note of music in cars, I kind of am maybe up for another bad parenting award because the other day someone was saying, oh, what nursery rhymes is he into? And I was like, he can give you the back catalogue of Justin Bieber. He can give you a little bit of the new album as well. He's very well up on Zayn Malik. Spell ah, talk ah. song, but he's not good on nursery rhymes because in the car that's really all I play. So my one year old is subjected to all of those. Whereas I've learned that other parents, like good mammies, play Barney and nursery rhymes and shit in the car, but I can't do it, PJ. Ah, that's not good, mammies. I know a fella, Patrick McDonald, and he uh, he did a <laughs> master's in history and minute, right? And he had his first kid. And kid wants to hear a bedtime story. But he's mad into history, of course. So he was reading bedtime stories to the kid. But he wanted to read his own books. So what he started doing was reading World War II stories to the kid. Uh, and he'd sort of take in the information himself. But he'd make them sound childish for the kid. So he'd sort of go, and then Hitler invaded Poland. Oh, and the Polish, oh, they didn't like Hitler very much. And oh, so very nice. they all had to go hiding and a few of them got the train and it wasn't a very nice train. And those Polish people were never seen again. And you say, oh, this is the kid. Where is he from, Kenya? No, this is you know, just no, doing you, the voice for the kids. Just doing that. You went into your Kenyan accent. <laughs> but he was doing it all, you know. Make the kid enjoy all the stories. And then, uh, yeah, well, he's from Cavan actually. So. Oh, okay. Well, and then, and then, or Loud he's from. And then, um, 
Yeah. Then there's a man with history. I know. But the message he was given to his kid was then the kid he they asked him what he wanted for his birthday and the kid wanted a Hitler birthday cake. A Hitler birthday cake. Imagine. Now, see, to be honest, they, like <laughs> you'd never get that in Super Quinn. That's where shit goes no. wrong. If they don't make cakes like not Super Quinn, but as in there was a big thing about making gay cakes for people like gay marriages. Yeah, that's can you imagine going up and asking for a Hitler cake? I'd just like a Hitler cake. Why? It's for the young lad. He's mad about him. <laughs> he loves Hit. Loves a bit of Hitler. <laughs> I think you want the Stevie Wonder music coming out of it as well, which is a really unusual sort of mix. Isn't she lovely yeah. with Hitler's face? Yeah, yeah. Amazing, isn't it? That's great. <laughs> kids, kids' brains. I know, kids' brains. I'd actually love a Hitler cake myself, come to think of it. I'd say it'd be a lovely day. Did you get any uh, <laughs> Hero of the Week? Hero of the Week. Ah, look. Who are you thinking I'm going to say? I think we're going to say the same people. Although I think that, and then you turn around your head and you go for somebody really evil. No, I don't go for anybody evil. I'm going for Johnny Murphy from The Commitments. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Then we cover both this week. I'm going for the Johnny Murphy from The Commitments. Uh, I'm going for, I I loved The Commitments, the movie, so much. And Joey DeLips was Johnny Johnny, Johnny DeMurphy. Johnny DeMurphy Johnny DeMurphy was Joey DeLips. He was the actor that, ah, look, that movie was one of those movies that shaped my sort of way of seeing life growing up. And I remember that Dublin. It was very different Dublin to the Dublin we live in now. Mm. No no internet. Everybody wanted to be in a band. That was the thing back then. You were in a band? I was in a band. I was in a shit band. I was a shit bass player. That's all right. I had a good time. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. Uh, And I look back now at that movie and it's, every time I see it, it cheers me up. It just cheers me up. Just such a great lovely great movie. movie such a great story and then Joey the Lips goes uh, ah he dies and it puts age on me puts age on me I never feel old I always feel like a fucking young idiot and then I look at this and I start to know I'm bit, I've been hanging around a bit I mean if Joey the Lips is dead ah yeah. what's wrong but I just remember looking at it again because I had to watch it again during the week I just had to watch it again because it's such a deadly movie and the last line you know the last line Joey the Lips says he's sitting there with uh, Jimmy Rabbit and Jimmy Rabbit looks back because the band falls apart and he doesn't know what to do anymore and he just says I've achieved nothing I've achieved nothing Joey and Joey looks at him and goes you're missing the point the success, the success of the band was irrelevant you raised our expectations of life you lifted their horizons sure we could have been famous and made albums and stuff but that would have been predictable this way it's poetry and Jimmy Rabbit goes it's a load of bollocks is what it is Joey it's a load of bollocks <laughs> <laughs> what oh, a movie! Such a lovely film, such a lovely Love film. So um, I'm going. He's just 100%. A, and he seemed like a real nice, typical Dublin guy. Apparently, all he really liked doing in his later years was having a point and doing his crossword down the pub, Love signing that. autographs for all the kids around the area. Joey DeLips, Johnny Murphy, fair 100%. play to you. Hero of the week by a by a country mile. Actually, it wasn't by a country mile. It was a close call, to be fair. So my hero week, I think, is was probably your other one, was it? So I'd Frank say. Kelly. Yes, of course. Yeah. So Frank Kelly, father Ted, fame. Obviously, most people know him for that. But if you grew up in Ireland, uh, you're around for Wanderley Wagon. But when I was 17. Like very much like a song. When I was seventeen, I was in London with Christopher, with Chris Moyles, who worked for the BBC at the time, who pushed me forward with a mini disc player and made me interview the cast of Father Ted. Holy seventeen shit. years of age, had never done an interview in my life, and the first person I sat down with uh, was Frank Kelly, and he heard my voice and was like. Hang on, hang on. What's your name? And I was like, Susie. And he's like, where are you from? And I was like, Dublin. And he was like, why are you here? And so I told him the whole story why I was there. And he just, he was so lovely, so kind, so generous with his time. And at that point, everybody was wrapping up. And I was so nervous. Like the microphone was shaking. Shaking in your hand. And he's like, who are you you doing this for? I worked for a pirate radio station called Freedom FM. And in my naivety, I went, Freedom FM. And he's like, I've never heard of those. I was like, oh, they're a pirate in Dublin. (laughs) Oh, and the BBC, because I was using the BBC's 
mini disc player. Um, so that was fine. And then, and as it turns out, then um, Dermot Morgan was was really tired and wasn't doing any more interviews. And Frank Kelly said, "Will you talk to this little girl, this young girl from Dublin?" And I sat down, and I was the very last person to ever interview Dermot Morgan because he passed away Holy two days later. Which shit. Was, yeah. Are you serious? True story. Do you still I have, have that interview? I have the interview. Have, Put it on the fucking podcast. I know. Um, so have that. Have all the pictures. So I tweeted. You'll see it on my, my Twitter. It was the Father Ted, the second series premiere in London. And they signed the Father Ted press release. Holy shit. And on shit. the press release, Frank Kelly writes to Suzanne, um, feck our strength girls. Lots of love, Frank Kelly. Feck off. Holy shit. Because yeah. Frank Kelly, he died on the 18th anniversary to Dermot, the fucking yeah, day, the day that Dermot yeah, Morgan died. Exactly, yeah. But Frank <laughs> Kelly, and I, and I met him so many times through the rest of my career um, to different interviews and he oh, and the thing whether I don't know whether he did or he didn't but he always remembered me he always was like I remember meeting you in London when you were only starting out and where are you now and always took the time and he was a gent and he's 100% he's my hero not just January of the week I've said it before he even died because he took time for that 17 year old shitting herself in London so, yeah. fair play to him I have a Frank Kelly story Go actually on. I did. Now, this is why I really like the man as well, right? Because yeah. uh, you get the image that sometimes these guys had it easy and they just rose to fame nah. and they were brilliant all the time. But as a comedian, you know, everybody has their nights of shit. Everybody has their nights of shit. And if you ask a comedian, what, tell me a story about comedy, they'll never tell you a good story. They'll always tell you the stories they die on their hole, that they have, you know, the, the nights that turn them into the comedians they deserve to be, right? And I did a gig in Kerry, it's a long, long time ago now, and I died on me hole. I had a fucking staring match with them for about an hour, right? That's what happens. You just go down, no one laughs. He actually gets to the stage where someone laughs, they'd ruin the fucking gig. Uh, and it was an awful gig. And I went back to the uh, to the cell man and said to him, listen, that was a terrible gig. I, I said, I reckon that's one of the worst gigs you've ever seen here, right? And he goes, nah, man. Last night, Frank Kelly was on, right? And he tells me this story. Now, to the best of my knowledge, Frank Kelly wasn't even a stand-up comedian. He was okay. a, an acting comedian or, you know, he wrote uh, sketches he was and mono- stuff. more monologues and stuff, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, really I don't know. So he was on the night before. Apparently he got up, exact same deal, had a staring match with him. Nothing. An hour of nothing, just dead silence. And these fuckers just stared them down, stared them down. And there was the way the place was seated was there was a rows of seats on the right hand side and rows of seats on the left. And there was a channel up the middle of what, when you were finished the gig, you walk up between them. But he hated, he obviously panicked and says, I'm not going between them. I just want to get out of here, right? So he ran to the fire exit after the gig. But there was a Christmas tree tied to the door. And he couldn't get out without knocking the Christmas tree down. And he was trying to figure it out without knowing. And they're all sitting in their seats watching him at the side of the stage. And he's wrestling the door like bang, 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 bang. And then he eventually shoulders the door. The doors burst open. The fire alarm goes off. And the Christmas tree hits the deck. Right? So, and they're all still in their seats. And he's standing outside now in the car park in the fucking rain. And the fire alarm's going, woo, 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 woo. The Christmas tree's all over the floor. And he's in the, this hotel, the Glen Eagle, and across oh, yeah. from the Glen Eagle is the Brehan Hotel. If mm-hmm. you know it, there's nothing but a five minute walk in an open car park. They sat in their seats and watched him for five minutes <laughs> walking from the stage to his own hotel. Five minutes away in the fucking rain with the Christmas tree wrecked and the alarm going, woo, 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 woo. And he, apparently the salesman said they didn't know if it was still part of the show. So they stayed in their fucking seats until he was out of sight. Stayed in the seats. Never clapped. Never laughed. 
nothing. He brought up the house lights at the end. Everyone just got up and walked away. He said it was epic. It was an epic <laughs> death brilliant. of incredible proportions. And those are the nights yeah, that make brilliant. a man a stand-up. Those are the nights oh, I'd goodness. love more than anything to have heard Frank Kelly tell me that story Can you himself. imagine him telling you that as well? Because he was so well-spoken. Yeah. Like, cause he's cause like, my naivety, I went into like, the interview and he was like, good afternoon, what's your <laughs> name? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. You don't talk What? It must have been a pain in the hole Because he oh. did so much He did Wanderley Wagon He did Hall's Pretoria Weekly He was in Emmerdale for a while He did loads of yeah. Like really good Serious parts And then he gets known For just going Fuck Ass Drink yes. Girls ah, God, God rest you Frank Hero of the week Good rest one there Rest in peace I'll tell you who aren't Heroes of the week Them oh. bloody politicians I'm glad the elections are over I'm so glad they're over I'm so glad Lost Oh, my shit this weekend Hold on I have to tell you Go on. You were saying you had a moment Where you turned into an old woman I had it My ultimate I've turned into an old man moment You're cantankerous Cantankerous of the highest extreme. What you do? I went ultimately cantankerous, right? I was in the gym, decided I wouldn't have a shower in the gym, so I'd do it when I go home, right? right? What you do, what you told me you do, you yeah. just go home shower. I don't normally do that, I just fancy the warm room when it was finished, right? Jumped into me. Chappel- what did they be doing in the locker room? You know the way. Oh, I went to the warm room. They always had the fucking windows open. Like it's like Those two boys degrees out. smell. It's two degrees out, and the windows are wide open. You'd be freezing jumping out of the shower. So went home, uh, popped my shoes off. Hadn't got me top on me jumper off yet. Popped the jeans off. So I'm there in me boxer shorts. I'm I'm fully clothed from the waist up and I'm partially clothed from the waist down. Mm-hmm. Then the doorbell rings. It's, it's half eight at night or something. Bring the dogs go fucking ape shit. So I'm saying, who in that? I started getting cantankerous straight away. Who in that room really calls out a person these days without calling you on the phone first? What's that person? I look out, there's four politicians. Four houses, my house. And I'm standing there in me underpants. Roaring out the little window at the top. <coughs> roaring. Fuck off! Fuck off! I'm having a shower, you fucking... Go out the fuck! Fuck off! <laughs> and the dog's barking. Going apeshit. Roar, 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 roar. You're upsetting me, animals! You're upsetting me, animals! Fuck off! And then <laughs> they walked off. And I was still really annoyed for about ten minutes. And then the water was on me. And I started giggling to myself going, Oh, you've lost it. You have... You have lost your fucking marbles, mate. You have gone too far. That's insane. <laughs> With the bottom big window not yeah. open because you had the key. Or I, yeah, I've <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah, that was the big one. I've no key for this. So I was roaring out the other one. With me fucking underpants pressed against the lower window. Fuck off. Fuck off away. You're upsetting the animals. Go away, the bastards. And I don't even know if there are people I wanted to vote for. I've no idea. Pure, <laughs> oh, cantankerous, old bastard rage. The older you get, the kids on your road will be afraid of you. They will, You'll I'll be, be there. Yeah. I will, I'll be the elf on my own, sitting there, roaring at kids, giving you a lecture when your football comes into the garden. Yeah. No, you're not getting it back. <laughs> no, who idiot? Explain to me why you should get your football back. Uh, I did see that one thing I'm proud of with the politicians. Well, not proud of, but one thing that made them human this week that mm. I saw uh, is that they were all, see, they did a, load, a, a sort of a web sweep or uh, whatever it's called, and they okay. found out what they were looking at, you know, what people look at on their computers in Dal Aaron. Yeah. And a lot of them have been looking up dirty sites, Pornhub, um, hookup sites, the whole lot. And I have to say, that initially I thought, Je-, and then I thought, is there a workplace in Ireland that doesn't happen? Yeah. It they're actually, human. They're just like us. They do look normal. at Pornhub. Yeah, they do look at Pornhub. And then I thought, it makes them normal to me. It sort of normalised them. Took the whole sort of... Because in fairness, no matter what your job is, you're going to have shitty days. There's going to be a day where you think, oh, just let me look at a set of fucking tits. 
Just let me look at a set of tits. Even if it's them old tits that look like shoelaces hanging down around. I, I can't say I identify, but I mean, if I'm ever having a bad day again, I'll just, I'll, I'll, porn hope you say, is it? <laughs> I've actually never looked at it in work. I wouldn't. Ah, I haven't. Backtrack, backtrack. I know, that is a backtrack. That is a backtrack, but I haven't. Only because I'd be too afraid of getting caught like these it's, gimps. It's very open. In, it's very in, open in, in, in yeah. the radio station. I imagine in the dolly of your own office. This is why PJ didn't want his laptop to be analysed by anyone. Just bought a new one. <laughs> That's why I bring my own computer Says, into work. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me to tell you a story about that, but I can't, definitely can't tell you on the podcast about someone and their computer and work. Oh God! I'll tell you about it again. Um, I went, I went election crazy this weekend. I absolutely lost my shit, and I became obsessed with it. And I became obsessed with the people who were getting in in my constituency because they changed the boundaries. I wrecked everyone's head who'd listened to me in any way. I'm yeah. so into the drama. Oh, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And I was like, I woke up in the middle of the night to find out that they had to do a recount in Dublin South West, which is my constituency. But the real, the real people that you need to kind of think about is those who have fallen for us and taken injuries over the election. Um, by that, I mean the, ta- the people counting them. The paper cuts, apparently. The tally people. Tally men. Really? That's the thing? Up and down the country, St. John's Ambulance were applying band-aids. <laughs> where would we be without St. John's Ambulance? Nah, you, you know I love St. John's Ambulance. I know, it's just they're funny because I remember I was racing uh, BMX one time and I nailed myself, landed on my back. Did myself a pretty bad injury at the time. Couldn't get up and the uh, St. John's Ambulance came over and says, do you want me to call an ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking serious? They're like, yeah. Yeah, do you want us to call an ambulance? I was there, do you know something? No, I actually don't. You know. What what's, what's that particular set of skills do you have? And he's standing <laughs> yeah. there going, I only do band-aids. <laughs> I couldn't believe it couldn't believe it so I got turfed into the back of my mate's car and had to go to the hospital instead um, before we go there was a brilliant thing in the, uh, in the on the Daily Mail did you see that I missed a trick and I'm kind of annoyed but this girl tweeted what her partner talked about in a sleep no did you see this no so she, she tweeted and snapchatted and it has it's, she's gone viral she's the virus basically she's gone viral um, but I used to take notes because Joey talks in sleep Oh shit, so you used to do it? I, yeah, so I found some of them. What? Right? Se- 10 past 7 in the morning. Well, how's Tesco? 5 past 2 in the morning. Now, these are all like over a series of years, but these are the best ones. Look at you all ready to rock and roll. You're looking great, Rob. That was ahead of a friend of ours <laughs> wedding. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be in 3D as well. My right foot has a connection to the internet, so I just need to clean it down. <laughs> Joey said that. Yeah, followed by, I'm okay, I'm here. We're connected by wires. I'm like a Citroen. A <laughs> Citroen! Uh, oh. 20 to 5 in the morning I'm looking at the beams the beams of light no the suspension beams for the bridge <laughs> he's really busy yeah. when he's asleep no yeah 10 past uh, t- 10 past 1 in the morning that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen there's a dog in a t-shirt <laughs> that's the- actually less weird than the Citroen with wires to be fair true. it's the wave of the future and this is my favourite one of all what job do you have do you have a cool job <laughs> <laughs> Who's he be talking to? I've no idea. I'd like I to just... think that he's talking to the same person every night in his dreams. I'm in our wedding speech. I read out loud to them. Did you? That's for like yeah. I only was. I, did you? Did he sleepwalk and all that? You says. Yeah. I only was sleepwalking. I think twice that I remember. Once doesn't count because I was drunk, so I might have been awake and just didn't know about it. Uh, but one time it was just a weird story because I was in the house. I had this really bizarre dream that there was like a burglar in the house hiding from me. 
Mm. And I knew he was kind of where he was, but I just couldn't keep catching him, right? And I went downstairs. Because <laughs> he's not there. Yeah, probably. And I got a poker. Uh, this poker, right? And it was a real, I remember it really well because I had a big ball on top. It was like a silvery poker, about as long as before. And it was an unusual looking one. And I was looking around all over the house, couldn't see him. Then I remember being in the garden and going up the, the lane by the shed and all. And I woke up the next morning and thought, wow, what a weird dream. We've never seen that poker since. It's gone. You're kidding me. No, it's gone. Never saw Were it since. Were your feet dirty or anything? No, no, no dirty feet. But just the poker was gone. That's was, weird. Isn't it? That's weird. Like, obviously, you put it somewhere. You got up moving in your sleep. You had it in your hand and you've put, like, it's up the chimney. It's somewhere. I don't know. In years to come, they're going to find that. Like, they found all these mummies and stuff and they found, like, World War, whatever, two people, soldiers, boxes full of stuff. They're going to find a poker like the, randomly in your gaff somewhere. Like they found the Russian crown jewels in the yeah. Bram Stoker house. Yeah. Did they know that's true? No. Oh, you do not. Did you not know that? No. Ah, come on. Let me tell you. The history of the north side of Dublin. So, uh, uh, Suzanne oh. came. Let me tell you. Now, honestly, you know Bram Stoker was from Marino, right? Yeah, They actually, say Clontarf, he's from Marino. Uh, so the house was um, there, Bram Stoker's house. It's there in Marino. It's in Marina Crescent. And For those who are geographically aware those, of where that know, is. Don't no, worry if you're listening outside Dublin or Ireland because I don't know where it is either. But go on. But it's the same house that Harry Boland, when they were fighting the Brits, right? Harry Boland went off to Russia. Morning, and, England. And uh, yeah, <laughs> just before the... Well, yeah, it would have been just before the rising time, I suppose. Went off to Russia to get money. Russians, the Bolsheviks revolution had happened. Okay. Bolsheviks gave Harry Boland the um, Russian crown jewels to sell and make... Uh, um, to get weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything goes wrong. They find years later the Russian crown jewels shoved up the chimney of the Bram Stoker house. That's where they were stashed. So where are they now? Uh, they gave them back to Russia. When they were found again, the Russian says, you know something, we actually want them back. So the Russians took them back. But they were rammed up a chimney Jeez. in Marino for years. Have they never heard finders, keepers, losers, weepers? <laughs> Especially since they gave it to us in the yeah, first exactly. place. Yeah, Fine. I guess Putin Possession didn't really give a shit. Ninth, no, we wouldn't be messing with Putin. Uh, Putin says, I want something, you give it to him. Do you know what I mean? History facts. History facts. I got history those history facts. facts. History facts, history facts, I got those history facts. <laughs> Illegal downloads of the week, no, I won't do them. No. Um. <laughs> Always trying to get us in court. The Oscars, is there any point in going on about the Oscars? No. No, don't want to go on about the Oscars. I still don't think Leonardo deserved it, I have to say. Give it to I the fucking bear. Give it to the bear. Always about the animals. Always about the animals. And uh, I, I don't, oh yeah, just, uh, I don't know if there's but I lost my bank card three weeks ago. And Ulster Bank still haven't given me another one. Three weeks ago. I'm sad to think I, uh, it's a conspiracy to stop me from spending my money on clothes. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> I'm gone mad. It's an intervention. Finally, they've listened to what yeah. I put out there. I'm spending stop all my money in the gym and on clothes and on food. I'm trying to make myself a better man. I'm trying to make myself a better man. You know, for the first time in my life, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and saying, you're 40 years old. You're really having a crisis, aren't you? Yeah, you're supposed to at 40. It's you're how not. you get your shit together. It's how you get your shit together. Life says, fucking crisis. And you react, you like, and no matter what happens at this stage in your life, your body reacts. I think I was saying it to you last week. If I have three smithics and a chipper today, I'll have a ball patch by midnight. End of fucking story. Your body reacts. So it's gym, good food, and uh, working out, and all and that. Look sort at of you. You're cantankerous. You're miserable. But I look gorgeous. But you look fantastic. <laughs> and I told you the singlets that you started to wear. You've changed. Oh, but I think the bank have had like an intervention thing to say. Now this man is planning to live too long. And we must keep his money, therefore cancelling his uh, bank card and he's not giving it anymore. So you know yourself... I'm sure you have money under your mattress though. Because you, <laughs> like, it's the fact that you don't change the bank. Cloud, I'll tell you, what have I got? Let me see what we have. Let me see what I have until I get me a card. We got paid yesterday. I've got three fivers. Oh, Jesus. Three, do you want lenses? 
don't forget to subscribe please on iTunes you can listen on SoundCloud um, at Dublin Podcast oh there's so many tweets this week and we didn't get a chance oh, to oh we didn't get to will I rifle through them quickly now yeah quickly too late is it um, uh, David Harrington says if you love to listen to an Irish bloke ranting to an Irish woman ah in a slightly funny way slightly funny we're fucking hilarious yeah Dave Taunton <laughs> Cassie Messer I love the name Messer I love uh, that she's actually called poor Messer poor Cassie's going through an awful time she's having a rough old time at the minute she likes dogs too she's into there's loads of dogs into her place for no food hygiene none of that old nonsense none of that old health and safety shite Cassie wishing you all the best with your um, getting oh. with your operation and all of that as well so thanks for listening all the time um, here's Paul Gannon who says the Dublin podcast is the top of the cock and you're right Paul Gannon it is sensational the top of the cock somebody tweeted me going because they, they don't know about the podcast they know me through TV3 and through the radio station said hi Suzanne I'm just wondering if you got my tweet earlier today I was wondering what the top of the cock quote meant I can't reply <laughs> you can God. just say it's sensational just the word sensational and they'll get the it. cock equals sensational. Uh, Ian Williams, uh, he's gone back. He's only listened to episode 18 last week and now he's going backwards. Hello to you. Um, oh my God, Damien Power tweeted because I'm obsessed with Yorkshire tea. So anybody who's coming over from the UK, I get them to bring Yorkshire tea. I don't drink any Irish tea. I know it's against the rules, whatever, 1916. Ah, but I adore Yorkshire tea. And then Damien Power tells me that you get a gold Yorkshire tea bag for your birthday or something. I don't know what it is, but I want to be involved in it. Um, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Trucker Timmy, great to hear from you as always. He's very funny. Uh, and he might want to make sure that we had gave a nod to... Oh, Frank Kelly. Frank yeah, Kelly, Trucker Timmy, of course. Yeah, I had to be here all the week. <clears throat> yeah, loads of people. So, uh, tweet us at Suzanne4FM, at PJ Gallagher, at Dublin Podcast. Um, also, before we go, just to let you know, I tweeted you the other day because, you know, um, I was in the National Aquatic Centre. Oh, which yeah. is when in Abbottstown which is where the Michael Darren McCauley thing happened and 100% they have your picture up saying you're barred they do now yeah. do they really yeah <laughs> may not actually be correct but for the purposes of comedy <laughs> they do oh. they also have a video a safety video you know everything comes with a safety video now they go this is what you fucking don't do I bet you they in do here. yeah please don't but shut I did, us down I drove in and saw the fucking diving board and was like Ugh. oh yeah it's a, it's a big one yeah you can see the dive on the Dublin podcast there uh, Twitter as well. We talk, so it's a precipice. A priapism. Why do we keep saying precipice? I don't know. A priapism. Anyway, Google what that means. Listen back to a couple of episodes again. And, and I, then watch it happen. And then real. watch it happen. But you don't see anything. <laughs> it's not graphic. <laughs> no, it's not. Louise Quinn, by the way, on Twitter is on fire because she always sent, she sent that cup about the uh, I priopism and then she put oh, a, a yeah. great one up about uh, a little ball basket as well this week so she's on fire as well anyway tweet us let us know what you think uh, of the podcast make sure that you subscribe to iTunes and tell your friends yeah see you all later oh thank god for that huh we need some living heroes of the week next week I think so, have they always been dead? No, no I've had a few dead ones I've had a few dead lads yeah I, I don't think I've really I'm really, Chris Moyles is alive Chris Miles is alive. I think it was me then. I'm bringing it you down. Keep bringing the dead people. Uh, Lemmy, Bowie, dead, Johnny dead, Murphy. Dead. Yeah, I need to pick some living people. I like people that are alive. You know, they're more potential. If we make it, it's always it's always interesting when someone emails you to your work address and then asks you if you're still working there. I'm like, have you heard something I haven't? Has <laughs> yeah? Why? What business is it of yours? <laughs> are you still working? Yeah. It's just someone looking for a freebie. No, I don't. That's exactly what it is. 19, 19, 19.